I love about you. My decade in radio by Polly James. So welcome back to the 10 Things I Love About You, my decade in radio by Polly James, supported by Radio Today. And very excited for this episode. Technically, I should be a bit of an expert in this one, uh, being about breakfast and all. I've been on Capital Breakfast now for the last five years, and I absolutely love it. I love waking up, heading to the radio station, being on air, then waking up the rest of South Wales. Um, been on breakfast for five years now on Capital South Wales. It's been an incredible ride still loving it still learning every day still different from the last no you never really get used to early mornings my routine is all over the shop i have my tea at 10 o'clock in the morning sometimes but you know i wouldn't change it for the world so uh today in london i am joined by two brilliant breakfast djs who really are the cream of the crop in the industry in my opinion they are very well respected they're both from two different uh radio shows um, and as a breakfast DJ myself, I really look up to these guys. Um, so very, very lucky to have them on this podcast with me right now, just to give us an insight into what breakfast DJ life is like for them and to uh, to have a little nose and see how they do things. Um, but yeah, super excited to have to have you guys on. We yeah, should probably have said something. Yeah, there. I was yeah. like, I don't know what to <laughs> say. Like, I'm just listening. I'm just hey, listening. Watching. You don't get praise much on breakfast, so we'll just take yeah, we'll it from just... you. Yeah. I was also distracted because the coffee He's just arrived. I was oh, like, do I mention yes, we'll it? Do I? We're bringing the coffee, bringing the coffee. <laughs> Coffees, teas, Done. Rich, you're just having water. Have you had your naps today, guys? Your, your breakfast show naps? I don't nap anymore. I don't nap anymore, but um, in the next three weeks, um, we're having a baby. So yeah. I guess I'm just weaning myself <laughs> off, off, off naps, naps <laughs> because I know it's not going to happen. I used to be a religious napper. Always two hours in the afternoon, but um, I don't want to. Two hours? That's too yeah. long. Yeah, that's, oh, what have that's you done? No, someone what said are you to doing? me, a nap is forty minutes. Anything longer than that is a sleep. No, right, okay. okay you're, no, you're all wrong here. It's fifteen minutes is your optimum. So, how, Trust, how long? Fifteen. Fifteen minutes. If you put me in a room, right, and left me without an alarm clock, I could, I could nap on command and wake up fifteen minutes <gasps> later. Really? Yeah. Wow. I got really, it's, it's like a talent that I don't know how to use, but I did um, manage to hone that. But I think that's all you need. I think wow. any longer you go too deep. Two hours, I wake up and I... Yeah, you're, I, where am I? I What's I going on? I feel at the end of the world. Just proves yeah, that you guys are seasoned pros when it comes to getting up at these ungodly hours, which on that note, let me give you guys a proper introduction. My guest today from Sam and Amy, it is Amy Vos, who used to be on Gem, and now yeah. you're on Virgin Radio, and uh, Richie from the Christian O'Connor Breakfast Show. Rich, you've been a, a wicked friend of mine over the last 10 years. Obviously, we met when I was doing uh, early breakfast or overnights on mm-hmm. Amazon and we'd have little half an hours together before you'd go on air and I'd be like, oh, I'm so knackered. And, <laughs> but when there was this really lovely time, I don't know whether you remember this, and Aim, this is hilarious, because I got so, so, so ill one night on the night shift. You, do you remember this? I do remember this. Oh, I was I was out for the thing. I was KO'd, like, in the zoo at Absolute, and I, I couldn't do anything. You had to, like, play out the last bit of my show, didn't you? I always will always, no matter where it's been, whether it's been, <laughs> you know, here at Absolute or back in the early days, down at 2CR on the south coast. I, I have to be there about an hour beforehand. My philosophy has always been, if you're going to discover a problem in a studio, I'd rather find it at five than at five to six, because then at least you've got a fighting chance true, yeah. of, of fixing okay, it and true, waking true, up true, an true. engineer, which yeah, is a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you get there at five o'clock and P- Polly is, is all but dead. Um, 
And so we sent you home because yeah. you, I mean, there was no way you should have still been I there. I know, I was but so bad. Overnight, there's no, there's no one else. You had to keep going. So we sent Polly home um, in a taxi, I seem to remember. Yeah, and you, But I whatever that <laughs> shed of a car was that you were driving at the time was still outside in Golden Square because she, she, she could barely broadcast, let alone drive. <sighs> so the breakfast show finished at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and then somehow I had to nurse this car back to West London. It took me about an hour and a half. I've never stalled more <laughs> in the same amount of time. It was incredible. But I was so sick going into what, work. What, what, was I, it was, like hanger? It was, it was a, like a deumatiz or something. It was a really <laughs> Oh, no, bad. I was talking about the illness, oh, but no, I'm also interested in the car. I mean, let's clear it all up. <laughs> it was... I remember, though, driving into work, because I was so... Like, no one's around. Like, I couldn't call it Paul Sylvester at the time. It still is now, but call him up at 10 and just be like, I'm a spoon everywhere. He, there was no way he could get cover, and I was just so conscious of that. So I just went in and I just thought, right, I just have to talk, do, you know, quick links in between the songs as much as I possibly could. But I remember spewing up in the car on the way there. And then I was thinking on the way back. (laughs) I know, I've never told you that. But then he had to, he was so like, you were so, you were like, no, 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 I will drive your car back home. I promise you. And I'll get it back home to you safe and sound. I was just thinking he's going to be sitting in a pool of sick, (laughs) like (laughs) driving the car home. Sick matiz. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But anyway, the first question I wanted to ask was, who's got the most breakfast radio award? Out with both of you because oh, that's in the not industry, fair. no, in the industry though, it's always it's always the Christian on a breakfast show, and then Sam and Amy, and you're always at the top of your game, and you're always the ones that we all aspire to. I mean, the answer to that will be, I mean, you guys have about forty, don't you? <laughs> we have more like four. So <laughs> the the genuine answer is you actually know. Well, no, no is 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 one. Uh, I've no idea. Yeah. Honestly, have no idea. Always kind of thought it's great to, but because of the nature of the kind of breakfast shows that we do, I've always thought it's great. It's great to be nominated. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, they've changed things a lot recently, which is possibly for the better. Mm-hmm. But you're generally you're up against, um, you know, Nikki Campbell against Alan Brazil, and, all, and they're such different shows for different audiences. Some without commercials, some with. Mm-hmm. How on earth do you say that's better than that others? So I've always kind of thought, right, okay, nominated, that's great. Win is a bonus. FYI, I know exactly how many we have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which, which answers your say. question for you. So. Because each one. No, but, uh, but secondly, a lot of them are Christians. You know, I've, I've only just been, you know, part of a show. Oh, it's, stop it. No, 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 it's you're true. A big, it's true. You're a big asset to that it's true. show. Honestly. No, you are the show, yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. And I know that you, I remember you when you got to 10, Gold Breakfast, I'm sure that was quite. 10? A, yeah, you've done way over 10, isn't it? Why are you all looking at me like I'm not? (laughs) Is this just making you feel really uncomfortable? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, talk about me. (laughs) And uh, the other other question we always get asked as as breakfast DJs is, what time time do you get to the studio? What time do you wake up? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked, Polly, because people think you get bored of that, but it makes me feel like I'm some kind of superhuman because I love the reaction when I go, uh, well, my alarm goes off at five to four, and they're like, oh, my God, how do you do that? You're earlier than me. That's incredible. By five minutes, but yeah. Well, no, but this is what I do. So I've got one of those alarm clocks. Sorry, this is terribly boring, but I know we're into this. <laughs> one of those alarm clocks that um, it, the, it, I set it at five to four and it's got one of those lights, the gradual lights that lights up the room. So the actual alarm doesn't go off till just after four, about ten past four. I'm so, jealous of people that don't do breakfast shows that are able to use 
alarm clocks like that yeah. or like the function on uh, various apps yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're woken up in the best part of your sleep cycle oh. but, but but you i think you have to give something mm-hmm. something like a like a 45 minute window and that's that's impossible oh, for us no. i don't want to be woken up at 315 because yeah, an app no is telling way. me that's the best part of your cycle but i could have had another 45 minutes no as long as i've got a good um sort of 10 minutes i wake up and then 10 minutes to realize you know snooze time that's that's, that's i me think w- i am the the riskiest breakfast host out there because i have one alarm clock it's my only one on my iphone i just set one and that's at five o'clock in the morning oh, that's that's it. Five. So but yeah well <clears throat> i live like two minutes away from the studio uh, so you see uh, i used <clears throat> to have that and if i'm honest i found that harder because i was literally a five minute drive from yeah. work and i would get up and by the time i got to work i was so ang- i was just so grumpy because i hadn't woken up at all and I just, I never, I never really felt awake till about eight o'clock, I don't think. So, <laughs> yeah. whereas now, when I get up earlier, I think it gives you more time to... No, you are right, because Matt, whenever I, I, I See a lazy stumble in sometimes... Yeah, no, absolutely. Lazy. You know, you're totally right. I stumble in sometimes and, and it's so regimental because I wake up at five, maybe get up at five, ten past five and then I'll, I'll go and have a wee, I'll go and have a shower and then I'll put my clothes on and then I'll literally just like wander into work five minutes down the, and I'm still, I'm literally, my, my alarm's still going off because I've got it on snooze as I'm walking into the studio <laughs> and Matt's there and he's been there for about an hour. I just can't seem to do it any other way though. It work, it kind of just works for me, I think. So you don't, don't get know. in at the same time? No. Oh, does he, does oh, God, he mind, oh, does he no. mind that he likes that? Oh super... yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he's always like putting, he does like loads of random stuff that he really doesn't need to do when he's just playing with audio and checking everything a bit like you rich i think (laughs) (laughs) why do why does he need to be there and then the producer our producer comes at seven o'clock then so seven yes oh wow yeah we well you're on air for a couple of you're you're on air for an hour before your producer gets oh yeah yeah so it's just us two we're like naughty school how did he how did he um you know wing that well our breakfast producer is actually our program controller okay so he's so to give him a bit of leeway he does have a whole a huge important job as well as doing the breakfast show means you can't be that naughty for that first hour (laughs) either because your pd's coming in at seven yeah exactly and he's listening on the way to work as as a punter so Mm. but um i've caught you at both a very significant time i think in your careers yeah amy you've just moved from a hugely successful show on gem and richie you're about to leave Mm. the christian o'connell breakfast not act well the christian o'connell breakfast show is going to be no more on absolute correct yeah yeah so how so how how are you both feeling about your careers now? I mean, you've just twelve years was it for you, Aim? On, on uh, yeah, I think I did about twelve years there. Um, I I just think I think it's been brilliant for us because we'd needed we've been there a long time, and I mean, for me personally, I needed to move anyway to because I wanted to move down here for personal reasons as well, um, and selfishly I made Sam come. No, but he. Um, <laughs> I think we we were we had a great time there. It was a brilliant place to work, but I think you have to sort of continuously keep challenging yourself. Otherwise, you can very easily just get stuck in a bit of a comfort zone. And I we I was desperate for just something new, and Sam was as well. And I don't think he realised how much until I sort of said, "Look, I I, I just want to go. I want to do something. It could be something completely different." Um, and then this job came about, and it was just perfect. And we love it and it's you know it's different music it's different kind of station it's in a different you know it's a it's a new station so there's a lot of things that um that are still developing as well so it's it's exciting really you feel like you're at the start of something completely new and fresh and you feel like you can sort of help mold it around 
each other around the station and around the show. So it's, yeah, it's given us, it's definitely given us like a complete refresh. But how how hard was that though to, to leave that? It was so popular. And, I, and the same with you, Rich, as well. I know it's going to be hard for you to leave because you're both at the top of your game. You're still, you know, as breakfast shows, the highest rated in the area. You're winning all of these awards. Is that a risk for you to have done that? Yeah, possibly. You could argue it's a risk, but I don't ever see it as yeah. that because I think even if it crashed and burned and it didn't work out, at least I'd tried something different. I don't ever want to sit still and just be churning out the same thing all the time. And so I don't think I'll ever see it as a risk or or it's a sort of calculated risk. It's it? not a risk, is it? Because I've just bought a four quid umbrella from Sports Direct. <laughs> yeah. And as I was walking out, because it's raining, um, and as I was walking out, there was a, a, a lean or messy uh, quote on the wall and it says something like um, some people get to the end of the road and they don't know what to do others get to like the end of the road and it's a it's a chance for a new opportunity yeah and you know that's that's the best way to to look at both of those situations as as you say you know you've you you've made a big jump it's it's not a risk because it's it's your new driver it's it's yeah. Yeah. it's really exciting for you um you know for me I've been with Christian for a hell of a long time yeah. on the show massively exciting for Christian with what he's going to go on to do. Um, thankfully for me in my life, got a, another little baby turning up in yeah. three weeks. So that's my priority now. Um, the show's still going to be on for a good few months. My first thing is to enjoy what we've got left because I have loved every second of what mm. we've done the last 10 years. It's been such fun. So you have to enjoy that as well mm. without getting too stressed about... Um, about the future, so so no, I'm not. I, I'm not scared. I'm quite excited. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. Um, but hopefully, sticking exciting... around at Golden Square for you know for <clears throat> yeah. a, for a while as well. So. Um, but that's exciting, I think, don't you? To sort of, well, especially when you've done a, a, the same show for a long time, to do something different. Just like I say, it's sort of it's a reset, and yeah, and, and, and it does, yeah. Excited, and it keeps you. I think it keeps you passionate and interested in radio as well. Um, to mix it up a bit, it gives you a chance to 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 give yourself a, a pressure check that you still are actually, yeah. yeah. Um, and I certainly am. So yeah, it's How exciting. Did, I started off obviously on Absolute, and I was just doing it, being the you know an overnight music jog, and then I went into a team of three people on on the breakfast show, and I remember uh, I don't know who it was at the time. It was our PC. I think it was a Paul Andrew, and he works at Heart now. And he said to me, he said, Paul, you know, you think that you can get? I, I feel that I can. You know, if I meet someone, I'll I'll be as pleasant as I possibly can and try and adapt my ways around them so I make them feel comfortable. And he said, I pro- I promise you, it'll take. This is not going to be overnight. It will take you 18 months. I remember him saying it's going to be 18 months for you to really get that chemistry with the two boys and, you know, really sort of in bed with each other type thing. Yeah. And I was thinking, no way. But it was. It was 18 months Mm. until we really started to click. So does that scare you now, Rich? The fact that I presume you're going to have a new breakfast show team? I don't know. No, no nothing. No, I, I've got to be honest. Nothing scares me right now yeah. because I don't. I don't know whether I'll. I'll even work on a breakfast show next. I, yeah. I seriously, it's a blank sheet of paper. Sure. Um. So. So that. So that doesn't necessarily scare me. Whatever next is. Um. I certainly do remember back to times in my career, when. It's it, you know it, there's there's times it can go it can go two ways you can either be put with someone that you knew you know immediately this is going to work out because you've got some kind of pre-existing knowledge of each other mm. or you've spent time socially and let's be frank they are the best ones mm. um, 
an arranged marriage, as I would call it, frightens me in some respects because I've also been involved in some horrendous ones. Yeah. Um, and that's not great for the audience because I'm I'm absolutely certain you can you can see right through it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and totally. so in many respects, I would say that you've been very fortunate that you've been patient enough to sit through 18 months and that Paul was right and it all worked. Yeah. Because it has. It's worked fantastically for you. But I don't think that's the case for for everybody. No. Did you find it difficult, um, that transition <clears throat> from there was a, there w- I think there was a... For me, it wasn't that difficult because, as I say, you know, for, I think for me as a person, I, I, I do try my best to sort of, you know... For example, you know, if you're going out for food tonight and you guys wanted to go somewhere, I'd just follow your lead. I'd be like, yeah, I'll go with whatever restaurant you choose. And that's that's how I am on The Breakfast Show. You know, I'll stand up for, you know, what I believe in or if I think something should be changed or whatever. But the majority of the time, you know, I'll, I'll try and pick and choose my arguments a little bit. And Matt, Matt's great. And I love working with Matt. And I'm, you know, as I said, I'm so lucky to have him as a co-host. And it is just me and Matt now. But I know there's some things that, that he cares about a little bit more than I do, so therefore I just let let him have that. But we've but we've worked on that for the last five years, yeah. and we've had to adapt to each other's. You know, he knows what buttons to press that will get me in a mood, and likewise. But now we we have such a great bond, like we're just like a little brother and sister team, and I just love it. I think it, and I think it always. I mean, even now we've worked together, Sam and I, for sort of twelve years. It is we realise when, you know, especially when we change these jobs, that this job it it, it is like a marriage, and you do have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. And we've had moments where we've, especially when we started this job, we had to kind of sit down and go, right, let's let's look at where we are and do we still like each other? Do yeah. we? Like we had a big long lunch, and I think it's important to be re- you've got to be really open about things. And I think our relationship is it's it's like um what's the analogy I was going to use um when you inject something into your you know um into your marriage yeah like some kind of like spicing it up basically <laughs> by changing like... job sorry <laughs> I can't think of the word it's a small little room this I'm yeah, feeling hot <laughs> no um yeah but it's basically is like uh we I feel like our relationship is different now on Virgin than it was to Gem. And I feel like we've started again, and we're still finding our feet in that in in that yeah. new space, That's which is really though, weird, isn't it? I hope so, unless we end up like you know killing each other, which is always. Potential, no, not really, but um, yeah. So I think that's it is like a marriage. It is, it's definitely like a marriage. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I think the other the other way it, that you can look at it is, I think a good sign is when you realise that, and this is going to be an odd thing considering it's radio and we're about creating noise. Mm-hmm. But when you know that you are comfortable in each other's silence as well, yeah. that is the yeah. most important thing. Rather than sit there and thinking, ah, what's he thinking? What's he thinking? I need, I need to make a noise. I need to say something. I need to try and make him laugh or whatever. Obviously, we're talking talking off air here. If yeah, you yeah. can, if you can be comfortable in a silence in a breakfast show as well, I think I think that's a really really good sign. Yeah, and also like you pointed out as well, picking your battles that is hugely yeah. important mm. because you could bicker over all sorts of things, and sometimes yeah. you just think, oh. Let it go. We're all aware that we're in an enclosed studio for four hours at a really weird time of the day mm. when everyone's tired. Mm. So that's a really valuable... Picking the battles on air and off air as well, yeah. actually. Yes. Yeah, Knowing right. the lines that you can cross and the lines that you can't and where you got to you know, pull up and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Genuinely, we talk about the awards and stuff, but why Why your shows in particular? Why are they so popular? What are the, what are the attributes of them? <laughs> but you must, like, you must think yourself, 
I know why we won that award. Out of all these, out of all the other breakfast shows, you know, out of all the other ones in the UK, I know why we've done that. It might have been from a listener's perspective, might be, a, you know, what your friends have said about it, yeah. or how you feel when you walk out. Like me and Matt have these have these moments, and and this is what I love about it. It's not how many likes we get on a certain video. It's when we walk out the studio, when we walk out together at ten thirty after our show meeting, we think. That was, that was such a laugh today on air. We had such a good show today. They are both shows that are based 100% on being real. Um, yeah. And I, I would say it goes, it goes back to what we were saying a few minutes ago about being forced together and that kind mm. of thing. I think that is is so much more than half the battle. If you can, If you can be completely authentic every time you're speaking into that microphone... Um, and let's be let's face it, ninety eight percent of the time on a breakfast show, you're going to want that to be real, um, but to put a smile on someone's face, but to also be real. Sometimes life ain't always great. Life sometimes is shit. Yeah. Um, and to be able to be real about that as well, um, I think I'd say that was maybe a contributing factor. Yeah, I think it must be. I mean, it's weird because you say when you say you walk out and you go, wow, we had a great show today. It's funny because when we have those shows, we always feel like when we have the meeting, the boss will go, I didn't think that was a strong <laughs> really? show. And it's always the shows when we think are really shit that they go, yeah. that was a great show. And it's confusing. Yeah. But, um, but no, I think the only way, just going back to the awards, but the only thing that stood out was um, uh, the year that we, we won the... <laughs> Music radio personality and beat Chris Evans, guys. Big <laughs> night. <laughs> Just throw crowbar that yeah. one in there. But the the one thing that stuck out um, was when they were reading out the description of why we had won the award. They said it was down to their I don't know honest storytelling or something exactly what you said. Yeah. And people laughed. I think Chris Evans laughed because he knew that w- wouldn't be him because he doesn't do that style of show. <laughs> sure, okay. And he yeah. I remember he was laughing on stage and people going, "I think that could be you." And we were like, "No way." And so. Yeah, I think that's the only thing you can put it down to is the fact that you are being genuine and, like you say, you show all the emotions and... You know, even if Sam says something that pisses me off and I don't want to respond, I'll I'll just go silent or I'll do something. You know, or you'll you react like. Yeah. What's been your you like your? Mo- I'm very I'm very open on air. Like, you get to the underbelly of me every single <laughs> day on on Capital Breakfast all the time. But what's been your most like honest moments on air? Um. Uh, okay. I <laughs> I split. I charted a relationship from when I'd met a guy. Yeah. And it was this holiday romance to the point I met him in Ibiza and I came home. This was years ago. And I'd said, oh, my God, I met this guy. And he'd, he'd said about a week later, do you want to go on holiday? <laughs> I didn't think he'd be listening to the show. And um, apparently he was listening to his housemate going, oh, I met this girl on holiday, listen to this. And this in this link, a week after the holiday, I'd gone, he wants to go on holiday again. Bit keen, isn't it? And did this whole thing about it, which was mortifying <laughs> for him listening. But So then we trusted the relationships for when he moved um, up to Leicester and we moved in together. And then inevitably, six months later, we broke up. And so then you've got to do that as well. Yeah. And doing that was... I had to wait a few months because I couldn't handle talking about mm. it because I was so gutted and I was like, I can't, there's no way I can talk about it and not get upset. And even a few months later, having to do it, I did, and I got upset and I had to like, you know, stop. And it, yeah. it's weird and you just think, what is my life? What is my <laughs> it's job? It's so hard. Yeah. This is, but equally, you know, we've had, you know, I lost my dad while we were doing yeah. the show and I had to address it because um, we did a sort of campaign when he was um, ill and leading up yeah. to it. And, um, and then I had three weeks off and people kind of figured it out and... In a weird way, it did. It did sort of therapeutic. You'd mm. come into work and you'd talk about yeah. it, and and people would say lovely things. And you know, it's it's a strange job. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It is the hard side of it. If you, if we say that, you know, the big the big thing is to be real. If you live your life on air, yeah. you have to live your life on air. So 
a um, couple of months back when I'm announcing on air that um, we're going to be having a baby. That's great news. But the year previous, we'd we'd lost a baby. Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't... <laughs> we didn't tell people that. But in the year in between... If I was honest, every single like post on Facebook or friend that you hear they're expecting, you're just inside is eating you up. Yeah, yeah. And and I hated it. And I said to Natalie, I said, look, if we're if we're fortunate and blessed to fall pregnant again sometime, I'm really mindful now of of how we we ever sort of let that um become public because yeah. Yeah. one person's happiness isn't always everybody else's. Yeah, sure. So when we went to speak about it on air, I said to Christian, I said, look, um, probably we can't get away from not keeping back that yeah. you know we're expecting anymore. But I do want to just give a little nod to the fact that I acknowledge it's, it's not great for everybody. So we had to talk about the miscarriage. Yeah. And it was only when those mics went up that I realised, bloody hell, this is actually really, really, really hard. And I I stopped talking mid-link, I couldn't. And that's where 20 years of authentic friendship really, really helped because Christian was able to pick up the baton. I could pull myself back together and Mm. we could go for it. But that was was the hardest. But if you you choose to be like that, you you have to take the rough with the smooth. Most of the time it's great fun. Yeah. And you probably don't, I bet you didn't realise how much of a, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but how brave that actually is to do. Then the amount of people, though, that would have listened to that and gone, oh, my God, yeah. I've been through that. But that, and, blows, and it that, really but, but that blows me away when those kind of things happen, because once again, I don't I don't get up and go into work every morning for, for any kind of like validation from listeners. Mm. I do it because i just like being paid to dick around yeah. but um we do muck about and whatever but you know these moments prove how wonderful and personable yeah. breakfast yeah. radio is and you know when you do come yeah. out with something like that when you then make that announcement and then the rest of your day is just blown apart by people who who don't contact radio stations taking the time to say bloody hell that was us we've suffered in silence mm-hmm. Um, I was in tears, but so happy for you. It, all, all those kind of things. It, it just it gives you those really important reminders of, of what a powerful and private medium radio is. It's yeah. incredible. You know, sometimes if I have a weekend off, obviously, obviously I have a weekend off, but if I have a week off, I miss going on the radio. And I and something that I grappled with before is like, what, what, what am I missing so much about this? Is it is it the buzz that I get? But it's it's the connection I have with. Yeah with the audience and I miss that when I'm away on holiday I miss I feel that I have a responsibility in the morning and I'm there for my listeners and you know I'm their crutch in the morning whether they have a good day or bad day and I can influence their day yeah you know we we have a guy called Andrew and he calls this every single morning and he has done for like four years and I promise you every single morning he calls up between 8.50 and 9.10 right it's really weird isn't it because like all of us will have started somewhere and I can remember um, an unfeasibly 
a long amount of years back now, starting out and working on breakfast shows where there are those characters who will call you every single morning. Yeah. They'll never make it to air. <laughs> no, um, no. But they'll call you yeah. uh, ten past six, quarter past six. They'll be called Tony. They'll be some old bugger or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But they're always labelled in the phone list, aren't they? they Tony they regular. Really are. Sometimes <laughs> they say don't put to air and all this kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes they're <laughs> like, oh, but and when they don't call, you're like, well, what's happened? It's to exactly Tony? that. Yeah. It's exactly Bizarre. that. And you do, you do care. You absolutely yeah. do care. You think. Well, yeah, we haven't heard from Tony for a couple of weeks or yeah. whatever. Mm. And then they'll call back in a week's time and say, I've been so ill. And all this. It's, it really is such a personal connection. Yeah. And it I, it's good that you say that you feel you have responsibility because mm. I don't think I do go into work thinking that. I think I just go in thinking, oh, we should do a, you know, I hope we do a good show and we have a good time this morning. But it's mm. only when things happen or, you know, you know, like when we left Jem and the people that got in touch about that and obviously you forget. I mean, we had some kids on that we used to play a game called Small Talk and yeah. you forget that they've grown up, you know, they might have been listening since they were five and they're mm. now 15 and that's so, sometimes that dawns in you like, that's so weird because they are used to you being there. Yeah. But I think it's an important thing to remember when, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to be working on a station with a sizable audience, those Tonys, the old boys and all that kind of thing, they are still there. But when you're on a smaller local station and for whatever reason there aren't so many of those about in that form these days people listening have that expectation that they can call and get through because it's 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 their station it's a it's a community station people still have that connection with a large national mm. or city or regional station but their perception because it's this big showbiz behemoth is that yeah. well I'm not going to call because I'll never get through yeah <laughs> All of us know the reality yeah. when you stare at like a, a, a dead switchboard <laughs> yeah. and you're working like a national station. Yeah, that we'll, kind take, of thing. we'll take any calls from you, Matt. You absolutely could. But they don't have that perception. Yeah, yeah. But they're still there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. You have to remember those smaller days. Yeah, totally. Um, for me, I think you've been in the industry longer than I have. But, you know, since I started, radio's been pronounced dead so many times. You know, you have all these people, you know, t- telling you like it's on this big decline. And then when Rajar comes out, it's usually, you know, the, the headliners, it's usually Nick Grimshaw's lost a, half a million listeners. Chris Evans lost half a million li- listeners. And people's commute now in the morning or breakfast time, they listen to, to Spotify or they listen to podcasts or, or Twitter. I don't feel worried working in radio at all and what is the future of breakfast radio or radio as a whole I think what people want and I realize this when I have a week off work and I just naturally see what I want to listen to in the morning and I want to hear something topical Mm. and I want to hear I want to wake up and if if I'm in the mood for radio I want to go right I want to know what's going on in the world I want to know what whether you know some nonsense about I know cabbage cream eggs have bought out (laughs) some I don't know you know what I mean like just stupid things you kind of just want to be a bit informed and um, have that topicality so I think that's why it will always remain and there will always be a demand for it as opposed to a podcast or just because yeah, totally. if you look if you wanted to put a CD on 15 years ago you'd do that then anyway you know people who don't want to listen to the radio in the Very morning true. won't listen to the radio yeah. in the morning so I don't see that how that's changed that much definitely I, I can remember doing shows when right back at the beginning where we'd be given out a fax number and we thought that that was great, what? receiving a fax. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and the interaction as well, but because the, yeah, exactly. you don't that's, get that That's the point. Else. Yeah, okay, we're competing with technology. But if you look at a positive side of things, technology also helps with texts yeah. and Twitter. Twitter, and the, uh, the ability Listening on your to, phone and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's more yeah, accessible yeah. now. So. Absolutely. So it's fright or flight. You've got to, you know, you've got to fight. Otherwise, you know, run away if you, don't, if you don't fancy it. But yeah, radio's still got a healthy future. I think so as well. I'm, I'm excited for we the future in so. radio. Yeah. Otherwise, we are snookered. <laughs> Please, just for another 20 years. 
years or so. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be a bit nosy now. But <laughs> myself and Matt have just refreshed our breakfast clock with new features and benchmarks recently. And we focus on them quite a lot, I think, because, you know, we're very aware we want our, you know, audience to have a good morning routine. And yep. we like to get reaction from the audience. But, you know, playing some games, having some play along features, that type of thing. But every show is after that one big benchmark, aren't they? Which which is what they'll be known for and what they're famous for, right? It's interesting because we, uh, we did have... And we used to obsess over them a bit. Did at, you? At Gem. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing a bit now then, maybe. Right. Well, I think they can work. I mean, we used to do a game called Small Talk at 20 past eight every morning. And um, people would, you know, if you miss, well, we wouldn't miss it. But if if for any reason it wasn't, we weren't on that day or whatever, people would tell us they clock, they configure out if they're late for work by that benchmark, yes. you know, or, yeah. or, you know, they Like, they I'm running of, late, I'm running late. Yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas now, because we've got this, you know, we've started a new show on a new station, we've been a lot more relaxed with it and we're just, we're still figuring out where we put things and how we do the whole structure. So it's been a lot more relaxed, which is quite nice. We only have one at the moment, but even that, we're quite open to, well, we can move it 10 minutes that side or that side. So we're still sort of figuring out, do we even want to limit ourselves to benchmarks? But... So it's, yeah, it's just working out what's, what works best for you, I think. But I don't mm. know, Richard. Oh, no, no, I'd agree. I think it's 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 whatever works best for you. I think um, I think if you've got good benchmarks, mm. then they're great. Yeah. I think if they're crap, you know, then, then they're bad. It's, it's, if it, it's if it works. It's yeah. if it works for you. And if you've got a great one and the audience love it every day, then, then brilliant. And then it obviously does become um, a benchmark for them where they're thinking, I need to be in the car by the time this happens or, yeah. or, or such and such. If, if not, then they'll use the travel or yeah. they'll use the news <laughs> yeah. for it. I think it's quite hard to monitor how well they're working because we used yeah. to do, I remember years ago, the first five years I was something, we did a, I remember we did a Friday song and we, we got to a point, I, I think I flagged it up and I was like, can I just be honest, I hate the Friday song. <laughs> and then we all sort of went, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about it. But we'd been obsessing over it, it being this benchmark <laughs> at like 10 to 7. We were like, the thing is, we've been doing it for a few years. So once it goes, it's going to be uproar. Up not a single text. <laughs> yes, we know it was this huge benchmark, and it yeah. turns out like probably people just hated yeah. it. I think we had like one text. We were like, okay, well that's done. <laughs> yeah, and that's happened with a couple of things where we've thought these are essential parts of our show. Mm. In fact, I can think of three already in my head, and we're like, these are essential. People will miss them, and they've not. And that literally. <laughs> I think just we had one mega well. really successful one, and that was you know, and the rest was like, well, they're there. If they're not there, it'll be something different. Yeah. I think we obsess over them a bit more. Yeah. as a than show than yeah. The listeners yeah. absolutely and what about you know for, for people listening who sort of on the topic of content how do you guys prep a show and that must have changed like preparation for a show planning for a show over the yeah. last you know since you've been on air together you with with the OC and um, then you with Sam as well mm. because me and me and Matt before when we first started as a threesome when it was myself Matt and Geraint we had a full day of prep every Thursday and then we had after every show we, we'd have to be in until like midday and then actually before my new program controller got here so a couple of years back we would leave at like dead on 10 but then we would prep throughout the day 24-7 on WhatsApp and we'd be prepping things mm. and then it, it's quite a fast paced show I think Capital Breakfast anyway and you know it's all instant stuff and it's on what's trending on Twitter that type of thing but now we have a show meeting for half an hour after the show and then we do everything on whatsapp again mm. no yeah. i would i would say that's that's probably closer to what i would say works but yeah. i think once again different people are going to work in in different yeah. ways different people need more sleep others don't yeah i think i think the only thing that in my opinion if you're doing a content based breakfast yeah. show a personality based breakfast show 
I would say that you're always prepping because yeah. you're, or you've always got a yeah. notes document open on your phone. You're always seeing something. Do you both thinking, have notes? Yeah. Do you both have notes? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, thinking, yeah. that's a phoner. Or if your dad <laughs> yeah. says something, or, or, or your wife says something, yeah. or the kids say something, mm. thinking that is yeah. dynamite for tomorrow morning. You don't know you're, you're doing it prepping. as yeah. well. Sometimes I'll no. be with my. I remember I was with my boyfriend's family, and so, so, something happened, and I just instinctively picked my phone up to write it down, and he was like, whispered to them, "She's she's writing it down. Yeah. She'll do it." On <laughs> and you're like, "Oh no, that's yeah. cringe." But um, yeah, I'm exactly the same. We I remember when we first started the show in the early days. I remember planning like we'd have a mon or maybe a Friday or a Monday meeting and plan a, a whole week. Which I mean, I don't even know how you, how we'd do that, but mm. we would plan a whole week, mm. and then every day we'd still have a, a brief meeting yeah but now yeah. we do it yeah we'll we'll always prep the day before we always have like our own prep sam and i yeah. so, like you say the notes and you've always got backup and plenty of stuff but um yeah we'll, we'll pretty much plan the basic show the day before and then if anything happens in the next 24 hours we change it and often yeah. it does and usually i'd say most days we have a pretty different show most mornings due to whatever because we want to use what's fresh and what yeah. we're yeah. excited Absolutely, about yeah. rather than that you know you'll have one piece i don't know about you but there's like a piece at the moment it's the thing about what you drop down the back of a radio oh, radiator i mean it sounds terrible it probably is <laughs> um, but it's one of those things it was from a story i'd i'd heard and if it gets to about a week you've still not used yes. it we're like just drop it yeah yeah, yeah just yeah, drop it. I, I was like i've oh, lost right. the enthusiasm because it's it was funny at the okay, time. But, it's pressure yeah. testing it. The great stuff will always get on air. But yes. if there's something that you've it been bumping around for yeah. a week's worth of shows, then there's a reason it's been yes. bumped yeah. for okay. a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, yeah. Do you guys, I, I don't know if this is just me and this is because I've only ever been on Breakfast on Capital, but do you ever imagine some, that one, because, you know, this, you talk about radio being personable and it's always one-on-one -on -one and, you know, you always try and speak to, to you and not, hey, everyone. Yeah. But do you have that one person that you have an image of them in, in your head that you're talking to? Because I, I don't no. know whether that's the case. I, no. I just assume, yeah. no, no, I don't yeah. think of anyone because I, I think that would someone. distract that's all. me. Yeah. Because, and I don't know whether this is because maybe a, a programme controller or a producer one day had said to me, oh, picture, you know, Sharon who lives in the valley. She's your age. She's got three kids and she likes going out with her mates. Maybe this is just a capital thing. I don't know. But I well, I have that now embedded in my head. So every piece of content or everything that I say is directed at her. And I think, you know, Des Sharon from Kafili, who's on and off with her boyfriend. Is she going to like this piece of content? Do you guys not do that? She's on and off with her boyfriend, but she's got three kids. Well, yeah, because I know she's, she's a netter. She's like me. What's she going to like? like um, <laughs> I think, you know, you've always got a target. This is your yeah. sort of a rough guide of your target listener or demographic. Maybe if we're prepping something and it feels a bit... Yeah, I but not, not, do but I don't think of a specific person. Um, maybe PDs obsessed about it because they're kind of like, that's the demographic yeah, you're going sure. for. Yeah, sure. Look, if you've got a certain style of... You know, Jen was very family-friendly. Yeah. Um, so we probably wouldn't do anything... Um, that would spark an awkward conversation in the car, for example. Whereas, yeah. you know, your show, you could get away with being edgier and, and doing a bit more Christian. Try to, you yeah. guys can push it a bit more. <laughs> um, and even at Virgin, I think mate, we can probably push it a bit more than we did at Gem, for example. Sure. So I think you have a general idea. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's quite good to have a, an you know, rough idea. Maybe not that specific. But you, well, listen. Like, if, I know a dog's name, name and everything. Name? Sharon. Listen, Sharon if, Sharon, if Sharon works for you... <laughs> Then it will yeah. it will help tailor your content. <laughs> okay, so enough. it can't be a bad thing. Um, so look, I know a lot of, of the SRA, the Student Radio Association, will be listening now. But if they, if they wanted to get into breakfast radio specifically, what advice would you give them? And I know this is a super hard question because I do get asked this all the time. I would, 
Someone who, you know, can get into, but it's work experience, I think, really, isn't it? Do do you know what? Pushing it and emailing, um, PDs will love this, but just email Mm. them because I don't think they get as inundated as you think they do. Mm. A couple of pieces of advice. First of all, if if you're truly going to embark on breakfast radio first of all I've just breathed out and a button's gone on my shirt alright so so get yourself get yourself try not to look try not to look <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not no, I'm just done it back up no right, one okay, noticed okay. but my point is first yeah. of all get yourself a fit and healthy lifestyle now because it is <laughs> yeah. so hard yes, it, it is. is hard you're up and down all the time but the flip side of it is it is the best fun of any show you will do on the radio yeah. I'm sure we all agree of that yeah um so if you're gonna if you're really gonna commit to it, the second thing is as far as as far as if you're doing a student radio show or, or, or whatever, just keep doing it and do it as much as you can, first of all, and make sure you know who you are. Find your voice. I'd say that's the thing. Mm. you know, make sure you know exactly who you are and what kind of broadcaster you wanna be. Maybe before you're actually contacting people, because you could get that that foot in the door but when you've got your foot in the door you want to make sure you keep in it yeah, sure. rather than being really keen and getting in it and then getting in the studio and putting a mic up and thinking who the hell am I what do I want to talk about what do I care about <laughs> yeah. um, what do I not care about you've got to find out what your voice is and who you are and what you care about I'd say first mm. yeah definitely be honest if you start working at a radio station the amount of people I've known who maybe started as producers because they wanted to be a presenter or they were working in S&P because they wanted to be a presenter yeah. and, I mean I was one of the I started doing any job I could promo work reception work yeah. and it took me a couple of years to build up the courage to say I really want to be on air and mm. I think I can do it um, but that was only because a producer really forced me, forced a CD in my hand and made me go upstairs and put it on the PD's desk. <laughs> so I, was re- I was quite shy. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't as bolshy as, you know, I might I might sound confident on air sometimes, but I was really, I didn't want to ever say, oh, I think I can be a presenter because yeah, I was embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. you, so I think you've got to kind of try and push the confidence and make sure you, you let people know that's what you want to do. Yeah, mm. so there you have it. Get stuck in. Know who, what and where you want to go and then start mm. the mass emailing. Yeah. Um, but look, guys, um, two co-hosts from two of the UK's best breakfast shows, I feel, in my opinion. Um, if, though, you had a week off, who would you tune into? Who do you love listening to? Oh, I do listen oh. to yours. Uh, <laughs> and I do. I, no. It's all about can you, I, Can I be honest, though? I'll yeah. listen to a little bit, but I do, I, um, I do try and switch off. As much I know, it sounds really. Do you listen back to your shows, by the way? Like you know, you, you, Matt. Sometimes, he will. But... He'll. He'll. He's got about a forty-minute journey back home every day, and he'll listen to the entire show. Really, like all of the links. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. He's I mean, he's he's wicked committed. like that. Yeah. He really is wicked like that. And he'll be like, you know, that link that we thought was a bit dodged today. He'd be like, it wasn't. This sounded really good, but. I find it difficult to listen because, and I'm sure you're the same, you can't listen to radio normally anymore, can you? you no, I mean? it's hard. No. It's hard. Like, you and can't be that punter you were, well. When... I admire Matt's optimism. I'd love to be able to do that, but yep. I think I think equally. He does that every if, day. If, if I've done a link and I've kind of thought it was a bit dodge, it's because it was a bit dodge. <laughs> uh, <there's laughs> yeah, no definitely listening. don't no listen back. No, no listening back to it is going to change yeah. its opinion. Yeah, yeah, if okay. I had a week off, what would I listen to? I've got to be honest, I'm like Amy, if I've got a week off, these days, getting old enough to get a week off, and I'll take that week off and I, I will catch up on sleep. If I'm up in time to listen to a breakfast show, in some respects, I, I actually do want to kind of switch off from it and, yeah, yeah. and reboot. So at best, I'll I'll regress to being a football-loving <laughs> Alan Brazil talk sport, just catching up on yeah. transfers and hoping that Arsene Wenger's coming towards his end. <laughs> it's a, for me, that's, yeah. that's I, I need that kind yeah. of decompression. I, I, yeah, I'd probably have a day 
uh, yeah, maybe listening to like a few, and then I, I find I'll probably put the TV on and and just I just want to have a different routine, yeah. and I want to step out of the sort of yeah, watch Fraser yeah. at eight thirty. Yeah, I want to feel like a loser. Yeah. Do you ever feel you you want to sort of listen to the radio as a normal person? Yeah, consciously you don't yeah. listen as a normal person, do you? But um, I've never really thought. I don't know. I still I still enjoy listening to the radio. I, you know because you like you say I listen to music. You listen to podcasts. But sometimes I need. To, I just I do just want to hear music and someone yeah, mm. chatting yeah, no, and what's right. going on throughout the day. So I do still really enjoy it. I think the only radio show I can listen to as a normal person and as a as a fan yeah. is uh, is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talksport in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm not sure whether anyone else listens to that, but um, or around this table, I don't know. But uh, I absolutely love that, and that is a show that I can still listen to completely as a fan. Not That's seeing amazing. not seeing any of the strings behind it and just thinking this is great these guys are awesome yeah absolutely love that yeah you're not you're not like writing down any content nicking ideas or anything nah, no, no, no. in all <laughs> see i was just thinking yeah i think i do that i listen when i listen to james o'brien but actually i don't because sometimes i'm like how many callers have you got waiting on the line like are you yeah, just filling are you and you're right you're not you're not listening as I, a normal person i love listen i did last week was uh, or two weeks ago was the was the talk radio podcast and i was speaking to steve allen and i look because obviously when i'm driving in or when i'm walking in i'll try and like pick up steve as much as possible walking and I, in. Yeah. oh my word wow <laughs> I, I did literally it takes that. five minutes though literally but and i'll i'll listen to steve as a big fan and i and i love his work i really do i think he's a pioneer at what he does but i'm always and and I want and I want to try and just listen as you know as as a punter as a normal listener. But I'm always thinking he's that he's late for the ads. He's not. He's going to miss him. He's going to miss him. <laughs> the, the producer's got to like say something soon, and then you know, and then the ads get fired. But yeah, it is hard, isn't it? Because did I you tell him that when you were chatting to it? Sorry, did you tell him that when you were chatting? Yes, to it? <laughs> yes. It was uh, it was very funny because Matt actually came with me to do because we both he's a big fan of um, Steve Allen as well. On his way in, he'll listen to Steve Allen, and um, it's funny actually because Matt. I don't know whether you've gathered. He's a bit of a radio geek, our Matt, and uh, lo- lives. Really yeah, no, but I mean, but you no, have to be. You he's have on to another be. level, though, Rich. Genuinely, and uh, <laughs> Steve kept going. You analyse radio too much, you know, just telling him <laughs> off, and then Matt's just like, "But you're my radio hero, though. Please love radio." And he's just like, "I don't like radio. I don't like listening to it. I don't have any bumper stickers. I don't have any any radio mugs. I don't like listening to it. I don't listen to my own show. Like literally, he's just so transparent like that. You know, black and." white he does he does a show and that's it mm. even when he's on the radio he won't he'll turn it off you know he does the in, in conversation shows on saturday but that's wow. it, so <laughs> i know guys thank you so much thank you for asking yeah, us yeah it's uh it's been really cool because i feel like this is the the one episode i should have been a bit of an expert in but i i've learned a lot and uh it's I been we all very have, insightful yeah. it's, uh, we're all nosy and want to know about each other's you know what to most people very boring routines but it's you, always an insight <laughs> if you are honest though you you are an expert in it because like look at look how I've only got look t- where you come from from that overnight show and that vomit Rabies comet of a car I know, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like, I've only got two Arkiva awards uh, compared to your like combined 20 so doesn't mean anything <laughs> you can't take compliments you two just nah. like, oh, we just well, stare know. blankly at you and yeah. at each other like <laughs> what do we say at this bit <laughs> guys thank you so much Richie for the future wish you all the best babe thank and you wherever you, you go as you say you see it as a, an exciting opportunity and thank you Amy Vos for coming on the show what is it? Vo- Amy Vos well done Vos thank you for coming on and uh, I hope your reign uh, virgin continues it's, uh, it's pretty you. cool keep and up the podcasting thank you so much and uh, yeah I hope you enjoyed that thank you 
So there we go. The breakfast radio episode is done and I thoroughly enjoyed that. For for me, for someone who works on breakfast, to speak to my peers like that, you know, just have a chilled out, casual sit down with them and talk to them about how they do things was really eye-opening. Hope you had a, a great insight into what breakfast DJing is like and what it's like hosting a breakfast show, day-to-day life, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, as I say, thoroughly enjoyed that. So lovely to catch up with Richie once again and properly to meet the stunner Amy Vose as well from Sam and Amy. Um, we still got uh, six episodes to go. Uh, we still got music to explore. We've got getting into radio. We're still going to be talking about American radio which I'm really obsessed with and Australian radio as well but also what I'm really looking forward to is the women in radio podcast which I'm going to be co-hosting with a very good friend of mine Vicky Blight uh, who's on BBC Radio Wales uh, was on Absolute Radio with me back in the day and uh, also our special guest for that one is going to be uh, the brilliant Stephanie Hurst so women in radio coming up very soon It should be an interesting one, to say the least. But thank you so much. If you are listening right now and you did enjoy that, then give us a little cheeky rate and review. Only takes a couple of moments. And I always love to have your feedback and what you're thinking and how this episode has made you feel. Continue to download and subscribe. And a big shout out to Omni Studio. They are my podcasting hosts. If you are listening to this on various different platforms, it is because of them. And also big up to Radio Today day who've been magnificent they've been so amazing supporting me so thank you very much to Roy and Stuart from Radio Today and everyone else who's uh, decided to share this and retweet it and uh, bring it to the masses um, I really appreciate it we're doing pretty well we I think we've got to number like 46 on the iTunes chart which you know it's pretty good so uh, yes thank you once again and we'll be back next week 10 things I love about you my decade in radio by Polly James Supported by Radio Today.